We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Grand Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. With money and haw. Bigs time. The Bigs Report. With Brad Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. His name is Brad Talks football with you. <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Brad Biggs is the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a longtime contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now on the score hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Big Zay. Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, uh, pretty interesting first day of free agency, right? And uh, and you got to like the fact that the uh, the Bears have loaded up a little bit. They've got a nice, uh, I guess, back seven, right? We're still waiting on the defensive line. They they added one player on the defensive line. Do you expect more coming in that area? And what about the offensive tackle position? I don't think anybody is complaining about what they've done thus far, but these priority areas are are still question marks. Yeah, you've you've got you've got remaining needs, and they got some needs filled. Uh, some of the needs they filled, I would say, would be at uh, you know lower impact positions, right? Line uh, linebackers, uh, guard. Those aren't premium. Uh, positions, and I know some will say, "Well, that weak side linebacker position is so important in his defense, and it's significant, but it doesn't carry the significance uh, of that position in the scheme." Back when Lovey Smith was the coach, it's, it's, it's a different game right now. If you were ranking, if you just said, "Hey, stack the importance of these positions in Matt Eberflus's defense," I would say three technique, uh, edge rusher, cornerback, probably another edge rusher. And then you can argue between weak side linebacker and another corner, in, in my mind anyway. Um, but, listen, they were terrible stopping the run last year. They were terrible pretty much doing everything. So by getting a super young player with one thing that Eberflus covets, if you listen to him talk about player traits and profiles, uh, for 30 seconds you hear him talk about length, and they've got, an incredibly lengthy guy and Tremaine Edmonds, six foot five, 250 pounds guys. He was drafted 16th overall by the Buffalo bills back in 2018 when he was still 19 years old. So you got a guy that's super young has been durable and um, as a, as a load of athletic traits, I think the bears 
feel like Edmonds can be more impactful for them than he was for uh, the Buffalo Bills. That's why you you go that distance and you pay that guy uh, $18 million a year, nearly reaching um, what Roquan Smith got from the from Baltimore Ravens, right? Right, exactly. Brad, on the other end of the spectrum, you have T.J. Edwards, a guy who isn't known for his athleticism or explosiveness, but was appealing because of his intangibles, his leadership, his experience leading a very good defense in Philadelphia. Local guy that makes the story even more enjoyable, but what do you think appealed to the Bears about T.J. Edwards to make him their first target on the first day? Well, the production's through the roof, right? And and the the makeup, you know, you you love uh, all that stuff. I I think he could be a he could be a three down linebacker, and that's uh, they probably didn't feel like Jack Sanborn uh, would be a three down linebacker for him. So they they bring in T.J. Edwards again. Um, like I said, super productive for the Eagles last year. Now it's going to be a little bit of a wake up call for T.J. Uh, playing behind whatever this defensive line looks like in September uh, than he was accustomed to in Philadelphia. Uh, the Bears themselves talked about it this past year. That was the best defensive line in the National Football League that makes the linebackers' um, job more enjoyable. There's no question about that because th- these guys have work to do on the defensive line. They get a deal done with Demarcus Walker last night and it looks like maybe he plays left defensive end for him had a career high seven sacks last year for the tennessee titans tennessee viewed him as a uh as a as role player as a as a basically as a as a reserve um and that was reflected in his uh playing time uh statistics as well he was around 40 percent last year in terms of snaps and i think uh, the Titans felt like some of that production, the seven sacks, was a stuff that was sort of schemed up by Mike Vrabel. They get real creative uh, up front, but he's uh, known to be a good locker room guy, and he's younger than Al Quadine Muhammad was a year ago. And essentially, I think that's kind of who they're trying to replace here is Muhammad. Get a guy that can go out there and make some plays. Muhammad was uh, was not very active for the Bears. Uh, last season, and that's why they wound up cutting him. But but a good payday for a guy like Walker too. When you look at three years, twenty one million with uh, about sixteen million of that guaranteed. What uh, what do you think is the priority moving forward here, Brad? What do the what would you like to see them get done before the draft? Yeah, it, it's gonna they're gonna be bargain shopping in the not too distant future, you know, where, how do they feel about Caleb McGarry, the Falcons right tackle who's on the market? Um, Caleb McGarry had a heart condition that um, I'm not going to pretend to know the ins and outs of that, that was addressed when he was a rookie with the Falcons. So as it was explained to me by a couple of people in Indianapolis, some teams are going to be fine with him medically. He had the procedure taken care of. He hasn't had any issues since. He's been a durable player for the Atlanta Falcons. Other teams, it's going to be a no-touch, right? Like, we're not going to get into that kind of thing. I have no idea where the Bears are on that spectrum with Caleb McGarry, but that would be one thing, uh, that there would be a discussion on him for every team. You know, where where do we fall with this guy uh, medically? 
Uh, Orlando Brown, just not sure about the fit, you know, as they like their tackles to be able to move a lot. But you got a couple linemen out there. You wonder uh, what else they can accomplish on the O-line. And then I think specifically on defense, is there a nose tackle that they believe can be productive for them? Uh, and it would be, you know, can you find a nose tackle with uh, without high mileage, uh that uh, that maybe is ready to uh, to ascend and uh, and take a gamble with pay him a little bit pay him a little bit of money to get him in the door and and see what you have because as you guys know they just they've got so many needs on that defensive front the, it, over the last whatever it's been four or five days the best player they've gotten is DJ Moore okay that's the biggest and right. best addition to the roster in my opinion Tremaine Edmonds replaces the best player they had a year ago at this time in Roquan Smith. You know, so that's, they subtracted one and they added, so they kind of got back to where they are. Uh, but DJ Moore uh, takes them uh, to another, another level in the passing game and was critical for that trade because, as you guys saw, there's, just, there's no wide receivers on the market. The, you got DJ Shark and uh, Jacoby Myers, and neither one of them uh, got deals yesterday. I agree with you, Brad, in terms of the D.J. Moore comment. And also, I, I wonder, you look at this from the outside and you see Mike McGlinchey going to Denver and you see Draymond Jones going to Seattle. And Bears were in on yeah. What will happen with each guy and, and were they at all close with either? Sounds like they were pretty close with McGlinchey. Uh, I, Mike McGlinchey wound up getting you know a huge, a huge uh, – Bankroll from the Broncos, uh, $17.5 million over five years. I was told the Bears were uh, at or around $17 million in an offer for Mike McGlinchey, so they were in on that. Uh, they were close. I don't know that the half million decides a deal of that magnitude. I wouldn't think so. Probably other factors involved. Draymond Jones, I would think they were in on that. And you, you, you wondered early yesterday, especially after Javon Hargrave got 21 a year from the 49ers, was this Draymond Jones market going to go bonkers? And um, you look at what he got from from Seattle, and it was uh, basically what seventeen million uh, for three years, so about fifty-one total. And I think the teams kind of stayed reserved. The word in Indianapolis a week ago was that he was seeking eighteen million a year, um, and he's had some nice production for the Broncos, but. He didn't scream $18 million a year player. You know, there was projection involved, and the Seahawks uh, must have appealed to him the most. And then you had Zach Allen, another three-technique guy with the Arizona Cardinals who Denver used to replace Draymond Jones. Denver was was actually more busy, I think, uh, than the Bears yesterday and probably spent a little bit more money than they did uh, at Hallis Hall. But – yeah, so your three technique uh, options have kind of started to uh, to disappear as well. That's why I wonder if you turn the focus to the nose tackle and then see about addressing uh, the three technique potentially during the draft. Um, but that that's why, you know, one guy I talked to, and actually it was in a text with another guy, wondered about the heavy commitment with all the money to the linebacker position when you've got – a lot of uncertainty uh, in front of it on the defensive line. Like somebody, you know, these linebackers that they have now, 
had to play behind the D line they had this past season, they're going to have an awful lot of uh, offensive linemen on them. It's going to be tough to navigate. Yeah, I you know I think that is the the main question, Brad, because they did not produce enough pressure on the quarterback. They did not sack the quarterback. You know, they didn't get enough done with their front four. And it's good that they've added a player here, but that three technique position is so important. Um, you know, who, who would be available to them? Would that, would that demand a trade up or a trade down perhaps uh, to, to start addressing that position in the draft? Well, I mean, Jalen Carter could fall into their lap at number nine, whether or not they'd, uh, they'd, desire him to be in their lap or not I don't know right I'm sure the Bears and everyone else are still trying to sort of comb through um, the various um, matters that are kind of entangling uh, the Georgia defensive tackle right now but that you couldn't rule that out uh, at this point and and somebody's going to wind up taking him so uh, that would be one thing to consider but yeah you know it it, uh, you, you knew they weren't going to be able to solve everything this off season or in free agency, right? You, you just knew that you knew that overall, this was a weaker class of free agents. So I like the fact that they've gone young. You know, I mentioned Edmonds age. Yes. Uh, you're getting, they're getting Nate Davis, the guard from the Titans entering the prime years of his career. I think TJ Edwards is right there. Walker's a little bit older, uh, but, but he's lower mileage. Uh, so I think from that standpoint that they've been, uh, smart about what they've done and, uh, they've got some guys that can help them and make them more competitive this season. Brad, when you look at the offensive line, it is an incomplete picture. I do wonder about Orlando Brown jr. Still, even though he's not the best scheme fit, for instance, as people continue to say, you have three offensive tackles under contract. You also have maybe more guards than you could use right now. I wonder what you think the addition of Nate Davis means for the future of Tevin Jenkins and or Cody Whitehair? Well, I think Tevin Jenkins is, is there, and, and they're going to hope that it continues to be arrow up for him. As we talked about repeatedly last year, Tevin Jenkins has got to get on the field and stay on the field. You know, that he was, he's been unable to do that for two seasons. Uh, I wonder if Cody Whitehair potentially becomes a, uh, a roster subtraction here at this point. The Bears could. Uh, designate him as a post-June 1 cut and claim about $9.9 million in cap savings. be about half that if they just cut him uh, outright without the designation uh, because, yeah, it's, it's going to get crowded there. Some would say, well, they could move him to center. I don't know how this new group feels about Cody Whitehair at center because they haven't played him there, but the uh, I don't think he's played his best football at, at the center position. So that's another spot that they could be looking at here today in free agency, maybe tomorrow um, that they could potentially go the veteran route. Uh, but I, if yeah, the Cody Whitehair situation, that's going to be one to keep an eye on after they get these contracts finalized, after they get Nate Davis in the building, Nate Davis, real athletic, uh, good anchor. When you talk to people, around the league. So his athletic profile leads me to believe they might look at him as the ideal uh, left guard. Generally speaking, if you're profiling 
what you want at left guard and what you want at right guard. Teams, uh, again, typically want their more athletic, uh, better mover at that left guard position uh, and more of a kind of a sturdy uh, road grader type uh, at right guard. Um, You know, I understand they're not going to be able to get everything done, but when you look at it, what would you prioritize? If if you were, would you say one more move? Would you say load up on veteran guys after the initial wave is over, after the first week maybe? Or what? what how do you view it right now? You've got to you've got to get more help in the trenches, and whether that's um, whether that's a one more good size signing or it's volume, I, I think, you, you know, how do you, how do you feel about who's there? What, what do you think they're worth? Uh, and, and, you know, if, if you think the guy's worth a good amount, don't get outbid for him, right? You know, if, now don't do something crazy, but get a guy in here because they've got, they've got needs uh, in the trenches. Those are well identified, and they've got, you know, two guys yesterday that can help them in the trenches, Nate Davis and then De- Demarcus Walker, um, you know, Walker's Walker's almost like a placeholder until you get, you know, some monster left in that you really think uh, is a foundational piece uh, in your defense. But they had to do something there, and they've got a guy with uh, with experience. I think he kind of fits the pro- prototype they look for at that left end position, and hopefully, uh, with some more playing time than he had with the Titans this past year the production can uh, can tick up a little bit as well. Brad, we're only 21 hours into free agency, but I do wonder what are your what you're hearing about David Montgomery and what you think the Bears' approach will be with him in terms of letting him test the market and do they have an interest in maybe bringing him back at the right price? Well, they don't have any choice about letting him test the market like, you know, David can David's free to do that. Um, we didn't see a lot of action, or I don't know if we saw any action yesterday for running backs. I may be wrong. I don't know that a running back changed teams. Maybe somebody re-signed one of their own. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be slow going, in my opinion, for the running backs because you've got um, a lot of players in that David Montgomery mold. Uh, maybe not. Too many is as productive as him, but there's a lot of veteran running backs available, and this is a deep draft for running backs. So teams are going to slow play that because it is absolutely a buyer's market uh, for running backs this offseason. Um, could the Bears pay him? I, I guess it's possible. It it just doesn't seem to fit um what they've done in Kansas city where, you know, that's the only place Ryan Poles has worked in his career when it comes to that position. So um, we'll, we'll have to see he'll, he will have some interest out there, but I think it's slow going for the running backs right now, just because uh, it's a total buyer's market. When you think about, uh, you know, a Sean Robinson, I mean, there, there are guys that are out there that, that could help, just solidify the defensive line? Do you need to get one of those signed before you get to the draft, Brad? Is there any player that you could see them, you know, you mentioned going to, to uh, away from the three technique and more to like a, 
a a, a point uh, type guy, you know, more of a a a bigger guy. Is there anyone that jumps out at you in terms of that particular group? No, no, no one that I look at and, and I'm wondering, you know, how in the world did this guy get get through Monday night without getting a contract? Right. And I think one thing we should keep in mind is this is something I heard consistently in Indianapolis, and I think I mentioned to you guys previously, is the um, overall talent of players that are cut by other teams, when this is all said and done, is probably going to match or exceed uh, what was actually available in free agency. So we've seen some veteran players cut loose already. We're going to see more uh, veteran players and cap casualties happen. And the feeling is that's going to be, you know, a pretty good group. What what makes it different is, you know, those guys aren't all avail, available simultaneously. <laughs> they don't all right. um, hit the street at the same time. So that will be a, an area and a market for the Bears to uh, monitor, keep an eye on to uh, to mine that for uh, some talent as well. Great stuff, Bigsy. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. Have a great day, guys. That is our guy, Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, they, the uh, the free agents move quickly. and um, Well, the right ones do. Well. <laughs> and there's still some out there. There's there still a lot still of ones. time left. Yep. We're, we're not even a day into this, so patience is required. Yeah. And recommended. Not a lot of that floating around here. No. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I love it. I love it. Obviously, we saw the Bears. That's number one position of need, obviously, with with, um, Roquan. Roquan. With Roquan departing. And then you think about the Bears. They have to solidify their front. Right, defensively, we know that the defensive line needs attention. More importantly, that offensive line needs attention. But I think this is bringing a veteran presence in with Tremaine Edmonds, and you feel a need, probably what you wanted to get Roquan, and obviously he went and got $100 million from Baltimore. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. That is the voice of Marcus Spears on NFL Live, and he uh, 
He loves Edmonds and agrees with the Bears on that contract, so that's good. Um, you know, we talked about they were apparently in the running for Mike McClinchy, and uh, and they were outbid by uh, the Broncos, and, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe that's uh, Sean Payton himself kind of recruiting the kid. You, you don't we've know gotta have a right tackle. how that went You down. know, we've yeah. got to have something, yeah. a, a yeah. coach who might be fixated on a certain spot. I think there's an assumption that we all – I don't want to speak for everyone, but you go into free agency and you have a team with so many needs and you have uh, the, the capability of spending more than any other team in, in the league, and you think that that's going to mean that they're never outbid or they're going to you know have that big splash. And Tremaine Edmonds is a big splash, but you don't expect to see Mike McGlinchey go to Denver that the Bears were in on and they were outbid because you're thinking, well, why did that happen? They've, they've, they've got, got more the money. Mon- than they've everyone. got the money. Yeah, you know, and same with Draymond, Draymond Jones to a lesser degree. But I, I think what we're learning about Ryan Poles is that even though he may have the money to spend, he's not going to feel like it's burning a hole in his pocket. He's not going to feel like he has to spend it because he has it. And McClinchy is uh, 28, and that's on the top end of the guys that he's been looking at. I mean, it, it, the one thing you can say is if you include DJ Moore. The players that he's brought in are all in that kind of wheelhouse of getting your 26, 27, 28-year-old seasons, so they'll be on the same time frame with the guys that they currently have on the team and then the draft picks both this year and next year is when they get the two uh, first-rounders and two second-rounders. And so he's trying to he's trying to kind of tie up all of these younger players, at some point, uh, David, he'll have to bring in some veteran guys. I think so because I, I respect not, where, he, where he's coming from, and I think that yeah. everyone can understand the approach. Right. Here's the only thing I think that factors into it that I, at some point in time we're going to have to address depending on where this goes. You can't just always make those decisions in that way if you're concerned about giving Justin Fields every opportunity to take that next step next year. So it, you, it isn't really a two-year plan with your offensive line if you want to protect your quarterback that needs to take that step. Yes. So you've got to act with some sense of urgency. I think that's what I expected at least, to come into free agency with the urgency of giving him either – you got the receiver for him. Okay, yeah. good trade. Big move. Now with the free agency, do you go out and you get somebody that's going to protect his blind side or help fortify that offensive line? Nate Davis is a good start. But typically, you don't remake your offensive line and, and with an offensive guard if his name isn't Quentin Nelson. So you have to acknowledge Justin Fields has to take a step in 2023. Give him every opportunity to do just that. Okay, so I'm looking at trench warfare, which is uh, Brandon Thorne does a really good job of of breaking down players and looking at offensive linemen, and he has one tier one player, which means above average starter, uh, still on the market, that would be Orlando Brown Jr., who will be 26 when the season starts. And uh, and he talks about, uh, you know, where he's been and what he's done uh, in, in his starts. Then he's got Tier 2, which is solid average starter. Jawan Taylor is the first player he chooses, 25 going into the season. He's He's gone. Andy Reid likes already, him. Yeah, and they already replaced Brett Orlando. Beach likes him. 
Brown Jr. That, with that, him. That's quite an endorsement. And then he's got a the 27-year-old um, uh, Yash Ninjman, who is uh, right now a restricted free agent. He was um, tendered by the Packers. So I don't think there's any point in even getting involved in that because the Packers aren't going to let him come to Chicago. I'd be surprised if they did. Then he's got below-average starters. His uh, his fourth player on the market is Caleb McGarry, and we've talked about him a little bit. McClinchy, he has fifth, and it's just it's the point is you're running out of these guys, David. I mean, you're running out if you if you have made up your mind that you've got to get a tackle in here, you're kind of running out of players, and you're doing that simultaneously while you only have three tackles uh, under contract. Ooh for the entire year, and that is obviously Larry Borum. Uh, Braxton Jones, your left tackle starter, Larry Borum, whatever he is. I don't know if they have a defined role for him, and then they got a they got a practice squad guy. That is it in terms of, you know, Riley Reef. You're going to re-sign him or, or something similar to him well, once, once the market settles down and you're heading toward – you're going to draft somebody? That's, is that the plan? That's the point. The conversation, I think this will end up going if they end up in free agency without getting a veteran tackle that is penciled in to start. They're going to go into the draft with a need uh, of a tackle. They've been there before. (laughs) They've been been in the situation before of going into the draft without having a lot of answers at offensive tackle. And here they go again, perhaps, if if they stay away from McGarry, if they stay away from... Orlando Brown Jr., if the injuries or inconsistency that he experienced last year in Kansas City are enough for them to conclude, we don't want to overpay for that. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fine. But what is the plan? And I think that, you know, yes, yesterday was encouraging. There were some nice things about it. But I'll go back to this, and this is the thing to harp on. What have you done in free agency, and I guess to, uh, to a lesser degree, future in the draft, to make Justin Fields better and to put him in the best position to succeed next year. If you neglect the offensive tackle spot, that's going to be an asterisk on any enthusiasm or anything that is happens in free agency. And, you know, listen, I understand why um, everyone keeps saying, well, they got all this draft capital. Um, that draft capital is more for next year. In terms of this season, they went from the number one overall pick to the number nine overall pick which might be a good spot to get one of the tackles that's available, including Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. There are issues. He doesn't have the arm length that you would consider ideal in the NFL. I know that. I know everyone laughs at that. I'm not laughing at it. That's a big deal. No, I'm 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 anticipating anticipating the – um, coming in here the day after the draft yeah. and talking about them, the, the Chicago Bears select Paris Johnson Jr. Right. from Ohio State and Peter Skronsky still on the board and having to explain right. how they could pass on a hometown product who's right in your backyard. That's a possibility. That's even conceivable if they're at nine, they stay at nine, and they don't get a free agent offensive tackle. Okay. Now their second pick is at 53. So they actually have one pick in the top 50 this year. So their second pick isn't until 53. That's the one from the Ravens uh, in the Roquan deal. And then the one they picked up from the Panthers is at 61. So their third round pick is at the top of the third round at 64, right? Effectively, that 
second round pick from the Panthers is like a third it round is. pick, David. Well, effectively, it, yeah, no, it's it, not, but it's at the end of the I, second it, round. They've got four players in the top sixty-four. Right. The, ideally, you'd like to have more in the top fifty than they have, but yes. Molly, let's let's go back to the re- reality that's going to be true now, as it ever has been. Every draft, if you. You can find players at every spot. No question. And you, if you if you do this well if for a living. If you draft well, then you're laughing. And you're laughing. And if you don't draft well, then a lot of these maneuvers will mean nothing. And a lot of this hope will be, you know, kind of futile. And so the idea is if Ryan Poles has as – I mean, last year he got some good players out of that draft. He had to. If you find some similar guys in the first four picks of the top 64 selections – then nobody's going to mind about anything else that happens because that's going to be the focus. All right, we got uh, Coach Wanstead joining us next. We can talk to Dave about some of this stuff, how how important it is that people don't know who you're taking. If you're taking a tackle at number nine, and we're basically saying they're taking a tackle at number nine, will someone jump ahead of them? Is that a possibility? <laughs> Do you have to take a player when you're – when you're left uh, with people knowing the player you're going to take. So it's a very interesting issue. We'll talk to Dave about that. We've got Jimmy Johnson is going to join us at 8 o'clock. That's the guy that literally – he did he not invent the draft chart? The, uh, the way that the draft is run these days, absolutely extraordinary to get a chance to talk to Jimmy before the draft. We'll do so with Dave, and uh, we're going to do that next. It's Mully and Hall on the score. Dave Wanstead, Bears head coach for six seasons. The Bears. The Bears. Super Bowl champion. How about them, Cowboys? He has the greatest mustache you've ever seen. Some say it's a symptom of manliness. Others a cause. The mustache. Why don't hanging out with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score? Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. D-A-V-E. Dustin, I, we're not going to waste airtime on that, okay? Thank you. Next question. <laughs> Thank you. Next question. Thank you Next question. Much. Dave Wunstead. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. It's always a delight to have Coach Wanstead join us, and he is here in studio this morning. Dave, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, boy, I'm doing real good. I tell you this, uh, uh, I am here in Chicago for for reasons uh, unusual because of the house and the storm. We've, we've gone over that. But I'll tell you, it's a great time to be in Chicago and a great time to talk bears. Wow. Dave, if you're an executive, if you're a coach, how hard is it not to get carried away with the first day of free agency, the first wave of enthusiasm, the bears sign four players and you want to balance that kind of excitement with the, the fact that there's still more work to do. How, how do you balance all that from an executive or coach's perspective? Yeah, there's no question that the adrenaline, you know, leading up to this thing for the couple of days prior to it, uh, you know, was, was, was sky high. Uh, you know, I, I think right now that all you're doing really is comparing guys, you know, now you're sitting there saying, uh, so and so's available, and, and let's just be sure: is he is he definitely an upgrade? You know, you don't want to sign guys, you know, just because they're five star recruits, right? You got to watch the tape, you got to evaluate them. The injuries, a couple things with these free agent things that that a lot of times people don't talk about enough, but uh, the injury history of free agent players, you know. 
We learned a lesson hard way at, at Dallas. Guys that are free agents, for the most part, and I say this for the most part, the team that has them knows a lot more about them than what you do. And when I say a lot more about him, you can watch the tape. Does he come off the ball? Does he use his hands? Has he got quick feet? Okay, we can all do that. But tell me about how this guy is in the locker room. Tell me how this guy is, you know, with the off-the-field stuff. Uh, tell me how this guy's the injuries. Does he play, you know, when he's banged up, as, as everybody is? So those are the things that when you get to this point, David, day two of free agency – you really have to go through those things close because, again, the the team that and, – and don't go off a of reputation. This is a famous line that they use in with free agency. Then, you know, then was then, now is now. And what we say when we talk about that, don't tell me this guy was a Pro Bowl player two years ago. How has he played last year? And And I understand that. I just wonder if the idea that kind of – one man's trash is another man's treasure still lives. And in other words, a guy that might have had a might be declined or didn't have a great season would be the best guy I could get. So do I yes. do I convince myself that things will get better for him here because he's so much better than anything else I have? Yes, if the intangibles are good. If a guy is had a knee surgery, a back injury, that probably will not change, Molly. But as far as the guy had an off year performing and the intangibles are good, absolutely. If the price is right, he could come in and he you could get a couple good years of him. And that and and I don't know the guy, but that is what I'm being told. And I've talked to a lot of people with Orlando Brown right now. You know mm. that that he had then, a bad year. Then yeah. is then and now is now. Wow. We're looking at the tape right now. He played good the last three games of the season. You know, he, he was a franchise player. He didn't want to hold on. Is there stuff in that category that's a problem, right? You know, injuries. He's had a couple. Of, is that an issue? So, you know, there's a reason that he wasn't signed in the first 10 minutes of free agency. All right, now is now. Let's look at the linebackers they acquired yesterday. You've got both ends of the spectrum. You have Tremaine Edmonds full of measurables. You've got T.J. Edwards full of intangibles. Both guys are going to be working together. What do you think about the linebacker core now for the Bears? Well, I would say now I love both of these guys. Both two outstanding players. I mean, Edwards. I remember him when he was at Wisconsin, and and they he played in a three that three three scheme up there. He did a lot of pressure stuff, and then you know Tremaine, you know Edmonds. I mean, he. Uh, God, this is not a – it's unbelievable that the guy's just 24 years old. I mean, when he was at Virginia Tech, because they're in the ACC and Pitts, I followed him there. I mean, he led the country, guys. It wasn't just the ACC. He led the country in tackles for two years. So this guy – both these guys are have been really outstanding players, in my opinion, for the last couple of years. Uh, Edmonds, you know what he reminds me of? Darius Leonard. I think that – when, when Matt Eberflus looks at him, he sees Darius Leonard, who's the linebacker at Indianapolis. Uh, I think he comes out of a very similar mold from the standpoint of physically what he can do to Roquan Smith. You know, this is a guy that's on the field, so I get how good he is. Here's where I have a problem. Someone said, oh, he's like Erlacher. Who did Brian Erlacher? You guys help me here. Who did he have playing in front of him? Yeah, well, when he, when he first 
blew well, up. Tell me the trailer and Ted Washington. Exactly. Ted, Ted Wa- and, and then started, go ahead. Yeah. And then who was the best one? Tommy. Tommy. Tommy Harris. Tommy Harris. Tommy Harris. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, Zach Thomas at Miami. He's going into the Hall of Fame this year. The first question he would ask me every week. We had Tim Bowens, who was an All-Pro defensive tackle, and Daryl Gardner, first run, you know, a giant yes. at the other tackle. Uh, he didn't care about the game plan. He wanted to make sure those guys were healthy and playing. Well, you know, that, so, the... so that means a lot. I I would go f- defensive line and then linebackers. Right. Do, do I love these guys? Don't get me wrong. Both of them are great signs. They're outstanding players. But it's the linebackers are different when they don't have those big front guys in front of them. I don't, Dave, that's, that, that, that's, the, that's the muddle on this whole thing is just the idea that the Bears got virtually no pass rush whatsoever from their front four last year. And we talked about how they needed a front seven. They've got a back seven, right? But they don't have – they haven't done much, if anything. I, I know they got one player in for a, on a two-year – a $14 million a year deal, but that's not, that is not going over the board on getting that defensive line fixed. Yeah. And when you look at, you know, I follow this pro scout real heavy. Mike Giddings is on the 33rd team that I'm right. part of. And uh, he studied, you know, Super Bowl teams for the last 10 years. And the positions that show up blue must be blue, must be blue. Quarterbacks got to, when I say must be blue, you got to play at a blue level for this, for that year, the Super Bowl year. You got to have a blue quarterback, and pass rushers and corners are playing it blue. They, I mean, that's that's a key. Linebackers, some Super Bowls had blue linebackers, some had red, some had you know green. The next level down or gray, I'm sorry, but uh, you know that you got to have those front guys, and they've got to play at a blue level. By a blue level, we mean a, a dominant level. How much are coaches involved in the on day one of free agency? Oh, a lot, a lot. You know, I, I've always believed in this, and I remember when I first got the Bears job, Ron Wolf was the general manager of the Green Bay Packers. And and Ron and I, when he was a scout for the Raiders, we became friends. I was down at the University of Miami. And I remember Ron telling me, you know, he says, you don't, a GM never signs a player or drafts a player. He says, I would never do this that Mike Holmgren wasn't all in on. He says, why would I sign a guy or draft a guy that the head coach didn't think could play uh, because now the guy's not going to get the best opportunity to be as good as he can be, and we lose money, we lose draft picks, whatever it might be. He said, so, you know, they they don't have to do backflips over the guys. They don't have to be as strong on them maybe as I am, but they have to agree that, yeah, you know what, the guy's a good player, and and he's got to be on board. Okay, Dave, we're going to take a quick timeout. You're going to connect us with uh, Jimmy Johnson. We'll get a chance to talk to uh, the man himself, Dave's dear friend and uh, in one of the great draft uh, guys of all time. It's Mully and Haw on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.